0: Defense Minister Chou Guozhen had previously stated that before the end of the year, he would release details on Taiwan's plans to extend the duration of military conscription. But with the year soon coming to an end, no plans have yet been announced. Former Defense Minister Tsai Ming-xin on Monday called on the government to finalize its plans soon.
1: Meanwhile, the head of the Veterans Affairs Council voiced support for extending conscription to last one year. Let's hear from them.
2: I mean well when I say that four months of military training for conscripts is not enough, so I think that extending the military training past four is quite reasonable. Four months of training is not enough for a soldier or for battle personnel. This is governed by law, and there are legal procedures. We can't just decide to change it and change it on the spot. So, we should listen to what the Ministry of National Defense has to say about war readiness and the international situation. Whatever findings they have gathered during their research should be something that we all respect. It's not something for everyone to criticize. The president and the premier wanted to avoid it becoming a topic during the presidential elections. Extending conscription to one year should be decided before the end of the month, because that's a very important issue for everyone."
1: No plans have yet been finalized to extend conscription, and some reports say that the government does not want the matter to be an issue in the 2024 presidential elections. The Ministry of National Defense has rejected such claims, saying that there are many matters to consider. Besides international affairs and the boosting of Taiwan's self-defense capabilities, matters like the career plans of conscripts are also being taken into consideration. Jai City Mayor Huang Minghui on Monday thanked supporters after winning the Jai City mayoral race on Saturday. It will be the fourth term in office for Huang after a one-term break from 2014 to 2018.
0: Defeated DPP candidate Lee Ching-yi also took to the streets to thank voters for their support. His loss has refueled calls for reform within the party, with a cabinet reshuffle expected in January.
3: On a truck cruising down the streets of Jai, Major Huang Minhui thanked the almost sixty thousand voters who supported her to win another term in office. <laughs> Huang has won a fourth term in office, making her the first local leader to serve four terms in the same city in Taiwan's history. Defeated DPP candidate Lee Jun yi also took to the streets of Jiayi on Monday to thank his supporters. We
2: We continue to move forward with the warmth of our supporters. I've been in Jiayi for more than 20 years. I've never left. Where I work is another matter. I always think about how to help Jiayi, what approaches I can adopt to help. Now that the election is over, I think I might rest for a few days.
3: Within the party, the loss in Jiayi is being seen as an extension of the DPP's defeat in the local elections last month. Calls for reform are only getting louder.
2: We must find the reason quickly to respond to public opinion, break it all down, and build it all up again. A lot of supporters truly love us, and they are giving us a lot of advice. They are also scolding us a lot. I think we need to speak up, and we need to take action, not just on the
3: political front of things, but also focus on people's livelihoods. Voices within the party are calling for a reshuffling of the executive Yet, Already, reports say that National Security Council head Wellington Ku could take over as premier on January 13th, after the current legislative session closes. The position of Vice Premier could be taken by Italian Mayor Chen Wen-chan, former Transport Minister Lin Jialong, or Pingdong Commissioner Pan
4: Bong an
3: There are reports on many different combinations of
2: people, but if we don't address the problem at its root, will changing people make a difference? The DPP
3: lawmaker says that although a reshuffling of the executive unit is important, reforming the party should be the top priority.
0: In the latest round of Chinese trade obstructions, fish farmers producing four-finger thread fin have been left with thousands of tons of the fish to sell. The Pingdong County government has said it will help fish farmers who want to transition to making processed fish products rather than just exporting frozen fish.
1: The Council of Agriculture said it is also doing everything it can to find new international markets for the fish and suggested producers to sell to several markets and not just rely on one market. Let's hear from the producers and officials.
2: Four-finger threadfin is removed from baskets and packed into plastic foam containers for delivery. Last week, China suspended imports of this fish without warning, hurting Pingdong fishers, who produce most of Taiwan's four-finger
3: threadfin. People will inevitably be nervous or scared, but so far prices have remained stable. We mostly market toward Hong Kong and mainland China, but now there's only Hong Kong. The domestic market is already too saturated. If we were to stop exporting and just sell in the domestic market, the price of the fish would definitely be impacted. Producers
2: of Four Finger Thread Fin say the domestic market for the fish is limited. There are 4,200 metric tons of the fish still waiting to be sold, 80 percent of which was produced in Pingdong County. The Council of Agriculture said it has already drafted response measures.
3: This year. For example, this year we will be selling at least 5,000 metric tons. Last year and the year before, we also sold an additional 3,000 metric tons domestically. We've already greatly reduced the ratio of exports. We will put our full effort into developing other markets. Hoping to ease the
2: concerns of fishers, the COA is looking at other international markets for the fish. Meanwhile, the Pingdong County government is offering subsidies to fishers and providing assistance to those interested in making processed fish products.
3: We want to help our industries make the transition. You can't rely fully on a single market. Fishers can sell their fish to several international markets and at the same time diversify their domestic marketing through processed products to adapt for the future. Officials hope farmers of
2: fresh fish can adapt to a changing market by making processed fish products like pre-seasoned fish for supermarket shelves and snacks made from dried and salted fish. Whatever fish farmers decide, it is clear that they cannot continue relying on the Chinese market exclusively.
1: The city of Long Beach in the U.S. state of California has become Taoyuan's newest sister city. It's the 18th city to sign such an agreement with Taoyuan under the leadership of Mayor Zen Wenchan.
0: Mayor Zhen and his counterpart in Long Beach voiced hope that the agreement would further city-to-city exchanges in culture, education and tourism. For Taoyuan, it's also an opportunity to get more countries around the world to see what Taiwan has to offer.
5: These exchanges over the past few years have built up a good friendship between Taoyuan and Long Beach.
3: Via video conference, Taoyuan Mayor Zheng Wen San speaks with his counterpart for the Californian city of Long Beach, Robert Garcia. The two cities signed a memorandum of understanding and have now formally become sister cities.
0: Taoyuan is a place that is very similar uh, to Long Beach, and so we're very grateful um, for this partnership.
3: Long Beach is the 18th city to sign a sister city agreement with Taoyuan under Zheng's administration. And Taoyuan is Long Beach's first sister city in 15 years. Three years ago, Zheng himself led a delegation to Long Beach to meet Garcia. All these years of work, and now the relationship has finally borne fruit. I want Taoyuan to...
5: I think that over the past eight years, Taoyuan's international visibility has indeed gone up. And indeed, many cities around the world have come to know Taiwan's airport city, Taoyuan. I think all the efforts have really paid off.
3: Taoyuan is often referred to as the gateway to Taiwan. Over the past eight years of his administration, Zheng has received delegations from 78 countries, totaling 5,895 friends from abroad. He also previously signed sister city agreements with 17 localities. Since 2017, he has also invited foreign representatives in Taiwan to take part in ambassador events in the city. He's also conducted softball exchanges with envoys such as AIT director Sandra Odkirk and Japan's de facto ambassador to Taiwan, Izumi Hiroyasu.
5: Through city-to-city diplomacy, we can meet many local and national representatives from other countries, as well as important political leaders. We have also built up a strong friendship with foreign ambassadors and representatives in Taiwan. I believe it has all been fruitful.
3: During his time in office, Zheng has led delegations to the U.S. and even met with U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Through substantive action, he hopes to have opened more channels for official and people-to-people exchanges between Taiwan and the world.
0: Preparations are underway in Taipei, the host of the 2023 Taiwan Lantern Festival. Installations will light up the streets of the city's East District and Xinyi District starting February 5th.
1: One of the main attractions will be a massive light-up statue of a rabbit, which will also be located on top of one of the exits of Sun Yat-sen Memorial Station. Let's hear from the artists behind the exhibit.
4: That's my first trip to Taipei. Yes.
3: I'm very happy to stay here. Uh, that's a very beautiful city. Uh, Next year will be going to be the rabbit year, and I think it was a
0: perfect idea. The
2: Lantern Festival will incorporate many of the characteristics of Taipei. It is an urban lantern festival. The East District shopping area hasn't been doing so well over the past few years, so we hope it will be a boost.
1: The shopping district will Fill up with 16 large scale installations, and some of them will be linked to shops and businesses in the area. The city hopes that the festival will bring tourists and shoppers back to the district and stimulate the local economy. The Ministry of Foreign Affairs says it's communicating with Vietnam over Hanoi's visa policy.
0: According to reports, Taiwanese who who want to visit Vietnam can currently only do so by applying for a business visa, which carries hefty bureaucratic fees. All in all, the process can cost up to 5,000 NT.
3: With the pandemic winding down, a good many people are buying tickets to travel abroad. However, those planning trips to Vietnam may be surprised by the country's hefty visa fees. According to reports, Vietnam does not currently issue tourist visas to Taiwanese nationals. To get around the problem, travelers can apply for a business visa to travel to Vietnam. Though the visa costs just 1,500 NT, getting one requires pricey paperwork involving travel agencies and businesses in Vietnam. Altogether, the visa application process can cost between 4000 and 5000 NT per traveler. The
2: Taiwan-Vietnam relationship, whether in terms of business, cultural or other exchanges, is a very close relationship. Since Taiwan opened its borders on October 13th, the two countries should be enjoying reciprocal treatment for exchanges and visa issuances. The Ministry of Foreign Affairs should communicate with the Vietnamese government as soon as possible on the issue.
3: Looking at the visa costs for other nearby countries, countries those for Thailand cost 1200 to 1500 T for Cambodia it's between 900 and 1100 T the Philippines it's 1200 to 1500 NT and Indonesia it's 1100 T that's quite a difference from Vietnam one lawmaker has called on the foreign ministry to communicate with Hanoi on the issue and to request that fees be made reasonable and more in line with the country's neighbors
2: the and fees to apply for a visa to Vietnam are much greater than before the pandemic. MOFA and our representative office in Vietnam have already brought this up with the Vietnamese government several times. We've expressed our concerns, and they are taking the issue seriously. They said they are investigating and will make improvements."
3: The Foreign Affairs Ministry said it would continue to follow up with Hanoi, and that it would not allow Taiwanese visiting Vietnam for tourism to be unfairly treated.
0: Here's a public service announcement from the Bureau of Consular Affairs. Recently, a lot of Taiwanese have been applying for passports to finally travel abroad after years of COVID restrictions.
1: But reports have emerged that one person was turned down from getting a new passport at their local office after losing it for the third time in 10 years. Let's hear from the Bureau of Counselor Affairs.
3: It's not that the person in question won't be able to apply for a new passport. It just means that the approval process will be longer than normal. That's according to Article 21 of the Passport Act.
1: According to the act, travelers who apply for a new passport twice within 10 years due to a lost or destroyed passport may face longer processing time of up to six months. The validity of their new passport may also be shortened to between 18 months and three years. Tonight, we meet one of Yunling's most dedicated seafood farmers, Li Ten, is known by locals in Taishi as the Clam King.
0: He's working hard to promote his hometown nationwide by spreading the township's most distinctive product. He's also committed to making clam fishing more economically viable for young people.
3: Fried, boiled, or made into a soup, clams are always a delicacy. Taishi Township in Unlin is Taiwan's top clam farming region, both in terms of quality and quantity. 60% of Taiwanese clams are from Taishi.
6: When I first started promoting it, it was really dreadful. Everyone was like, Taishi, where's that? None of my customers knew where Taishi was. Now, when I go around, everyone knows. That's my goal to get Taishi out there.
3: Lee has been raising clams for almost three decades. To increase the profile of his hometown, in recent years he has traveled the country to promote Tai Xi Township.
6: Anywhere there's an invitation where I can apply, I will try to go. I've been to Kaohsiung's non 16 Park Market, Hopes are in Taipei, Taipei Expo Park. Because there are lots of customers there, I have to take my best products for the customers so they can compare them.
3: Lee has won first place at the county clam show for many years in a row. Locally, he's known as the Clam King. But no number of medals will ever quench his passion for learning and continuously refining his farming skills.
6: If I've got time, I always go to the Cultivation Society's classes and the Fisheries Agency classes. You have to attend classes for some certifications, and I go to all of them. And I go to all the tutoring sessions to increase my basic knowledge.
3: Tai Shi faces a quintessential seaside town's predicament. As its population has dwindled, the economy has withered. So Li is determined to promote not just the local clam industry, but also find ways to make work for young people in the town. He helps to support newcomers to the industry and provides farming education to help more people experience the joys of life in Tai Xi. <laughs>
6: I can introduce people to the fish ponds and give lectures. I want to start with Tai Si. Tai Si has an elementary school and a junior high. I'm starting with farming education, and after that, I'll turn to cities outside the county to promote the tourism industry.
3: Li also advocates for farmers to sell their produce directly in the town, promoting the image of the industry and attracting young people into the field. His hope is that one day the town will be synonymous with high-quality seafood.
0: Many people, young and old, like to play with Legos, but only a few can make it a career. Today we meet two Lego lovers who get paid to make creative, customized sets.
1: So far, they've made anniversary gifts, landscapes, and other Lego sculptures for clients including a hotel and a social media influencer. They say that business is thriving with annual revenue of up to 4 million NT.
5: He studies the bricks as he snaps them together, searching for the perfect fit. This is Will Ho, a Lego lover for more than two decades. When it comes to Legos, he's not only an enthusiast. Thanks to his creativity and exquisite craftsmanship, he's one of the few professional Lego designers in Taiwan.
4: This set was a marriage proposal gift. The clients sent me a photo of them at Disneyland in Japan. They posed for a photo in front of the Woody theme park attraction.
5: The attraction is replicated in miniature using colourful Lego bricks. Lift the castle and find an image of the happy couple. On the other side, accessories are stored below Osaka Castle and can be attached to the two figurines in front. Turn the set around to see the star of the show, an engagement ring hidden inside Woody's head. It's one delight after another, just waiting to be discovered.
4: Lots of things are involved when you go from a Lego fan to a Lego designer. For example, you can no longer just think about how to use the Lego parts. You also have to think about controlling costs and communicating with customers.
5: A rare part can cost up to 20 NT, which means that sets don't come cheap. When the studio first opened, there was almost no interest from customers. Then, one fateful day, a letter to an influencer launched a wave of business. Today, the studio sees annual revenue of up to 4 million NT. Hao
4: Hao likes Legos very much. We saw his post on Instagram. It was a post about a thing he built with Legos. So I wrote him a letter while we were discussing our potential cooperation. He said he would like our help with a wedding anniversary gift. Lots of people saw the video about that and came to us wanting the same thing.
5: From personal projects to a seven-figure hotel contract, this Lego studio has tackled them all. In three years, the business has grown from a two-ping workshop to a 25-ping office space. Its mission is to use the magic of Legos to capture unforgettable memories,
1: one brick at a time. Temperatures bounce back on Monday after hitting lows of as little as 4 degrees. But forecatchers warn that this respite from the cold weather will be short-lived.
0: Starting Wednesday, temperatures will continue following gradually until the lowest point on Saturday morning. The Central Weather Bureau says more chilly weather could be coming next week as well, so be sure to bundle up.
3: It's early in the morning and people have flocked to Taiping Mountain in Elan to snap a shot with the frosty scenery. Temperatures plummeted in many areas of Taiwan in the early hours of Monday, even in the plains. Miao Li saw a low of 4.5 degrees with Shinshu County's Ermei Township registering 4 degrees. After daybreak, temperatures started climbing up again, with sunny skies in many areas. Northern Taiwan saw highs of 20 degrees, with as much as 26 degrees in central and southern Taiwan.
2: From Wednesday to Sunday, we will still get some impact from the cold air mass. Especially on Saturday and Sunday, it is likely that we will see temperatures below 10 degrees. After Thursday, Taiwan will see clear or cloudy skies, with just scattered showers along the east coast. Starting
3: Wednesday, temperatures are expected to drop again to as low as 10 degrees until Christmas Day on December 25th. The coldest point is expected to be the morning of the 24th, Coastal areas could see temperatures hit lows of 8 to 9 degrees. This year, we
2: expect to still be under the effects of La Nina. We expect temperatures to be on the lower side through December, until the end of the year.
3: The Central Weather Bureau says amid the effects of La Nina, Taiwan is more likely to see strong northeasterly winds, which are expected to prevail through the entire winter season forecasters add that more cold weather may be to come on New Year's Eve.